What we've got here is failure to communicate. Freedom. Freedom? Well, sign away my freedom. Why, this is ridiculous. Don't be corny, brother. <laughs> sure, our system of free enterprise isn't perfect. But before we throw it away for some imported double talk, let's turn the clock back a few years to see what it's done for us. With your host, Mike Paul. Hello, everybody. This is your Lord and Savior, Anthony Fauci here, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And there has been some confusion lately about what your vaccine slash health status is and what you are allowed to do. So I'm going to try to clear that up for you today, breaking down the four or really five major groups of people. Okay. So group number one, you have not been vaccinated and you have not had the virus. Stay home, stay in your quarantine pod at all times, have family members of the same household, bring you food and bedpan. Masks ought to be worn during zoom calls, two masks at all times. If you're zooming, do not zoom your grandma group. Number two, you have not been vaccinated, but you have had the virus. Stay home, only leave quarantine pod to urinate or defecate. Wear three masks when you get in your mail. Minimum one mask when zooming, two masks if you're zooming with your grandma. Group number three, you have been vaccinated with one of the big three vaccines. Congratulations. You can leave your quarantine pod for everyday activities. Two masks when out and about, in limited gatherings of six people or less. One mask when you're indoors with family members of the same household. You can now Zoom your grandma, raw-dogging it with no mask. Group number four, you have been vaccinated with two or more of the big three vaccines. You may now see your immediate family outdoors who have also been vaccinated with only one mask. You can now see your grandma in person while wearing two masks but it must be outdoors, but only if she has been vaccinated herself. You can gather in crowds of six to 10 people outdoors if they have also been vaccinated. You may remove your mask if all of those people have had two or more of the big three vaccines. And now the bonus group, you have had all three of the big COVID vaccines. Same rules apply as group four, but only one mask is necessary with grams. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, we should clarify that that was Nick. That was not a YouTube clip of Fauci actually speaking. Because oh, I, that, I thought we had Fauci on. I was about to say, it's so nice to meet you, sir. Well, I was going to say the same thing, like how, you know, it could be just as ridiculous as here I am, uh, Mike Paul, joined by my co-host Nick Paul and my buddy Tyler, who should I mention, are both raw-dogging it through the Zoom call, maskless, and they are putting not only myself in danger, but all the listeners in danger and all of our listeners' cousins. You see, because your cousins share the same blood as you. If you have the virus in your blood, the virus is in their blood too. But, you know, what I was going to say is I actually prefer to raw-dog it mask-free because... When you put a mask on, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Who is it? Um, in what country did they say that, uh, you know, you can, like I said, don't have sex with anybody 
like if you're single and you're just hooking up and then at a certain point, yeah. And then they said at a certain point, it's okay to do it now, but you just have to wear a mask. (laughs) So I saw a Fox business story a couple days ago that Durex reported the sales are on the rise. That's, that's a a good indicator. Yeah. That means people are, they're back to bangs and that's good. I do also have a bone to pick with our listeners. Because first of all, I think they underestimate the amount of data that I collect on all of them. I have the cities they live in, the countries, um, and what platforms they are listening to me to on a podcast on. And here's the deal. Every single episode, we end the episode telling them to leave us a five-star review. In the last four episodes, I received not one review. And listen... 54% of you cocksuckers are listening on Apple Podcasts. I have your data. I know a lot about you. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I want three to four five-star reviews after this episode. And if we do not get three to four five-star reviews, we are going to go under a 15-day podcast lockdown. That's no episodes for any of you listeners if I don't get my three to four five-star reviews. You can have your podcast back when you follow orders. So I got to thinking about this. What if, uh, you know, Elon Musk's got that Neuralink. What if Dr. Fauci merges with the NSA and he becomes the all-knowing science? (laughs) I am the science, cocksucker. Yeah, he comes out like he looks like Agent Smith from the Matrix. (laughs) And he's just like he claims he's the one. And he just corrupts everything with his Neuralink. He Dude, has like one g- bionic laser eye that he can just yeah. like he can he can get like facial recognition just by looking at you. Okay, that that yeah. neural link thing creeps me the fuck out. I don't know about you guys. It's like, and then also what's super ironic is Elon Musk is Mister like AI is going to take us over. And it's like, well then quit working on this shit. Like, what? what why, why do we want this? I don't. I don't want this thing where we can talk without speaking or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't, have you guys? <clears throat> I don't really want really, people to read my thoughts. Have you guys ever heard the song? In the year 2525 by Zager and Evans from the 1960s. Yeah. It's it's pretty eerie. Only I think they were they, their time horizon was off by centuries um, with the technology. But it starts off in the year 2525, then it goes 3535, 4545. And it's a really good energetic song that's kind of trying to predict the future from like 1966. But like one of the lines in the song is in the year 4545, uh you won't it's something about not having to talk like you you won't have to speak and you won't have to you won't have to make kids like you'll pick your son pick your daughter too from the bottom of a long glass tube like you're gonna make babies in labs and then you're not gonna have to speak to talk and it's like no the guy you should have been going by decades not centuries like in the year 1985 1995 like would have been way better projection but um they were onto something they were just off 10x on the year projection you know what else? You know what other song is like prophetic and a banger is um um shit, Eve of Destruction, Barry Maguire, great song, love it, love it. and I very relevant. Only they the, were. I thought you were going to say the ten ten crack commandments by the notorious B.I.G. Are we getting an echo? Are you getting an echo from Tyler? I can hear one. I can hear myself. That's because you're not wearing your mask. Yeah, it's acoustic, I suppose. Um, 
What else? What else was there? That Joe Rogan clip with him and Dave Smith is blowing up big time. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I hear him like on the FM radio at work. You hear him like, eh, like. First of all, is there anything worse than FM radio like local DJs? They they just have to act like they have an opinion on everything and that they're interesting or important. It's it's really nauseating. But even on like local, you know, fifty thousand person town radio. They were talking about uh, this clip of Joe Rogan and about how uh, you know Fauci corrected him and all this stuff. It's it's wild how uh, how big Dave Smith Dave Smith made it with uh, with that appearance. Yeah, who would have thought that was the clip that would get shit? So he, he called them like genocide murderers, and it's like, but, but Rogan said you should have a voluntary choice to get vaccinated if you're young and healthy. That's the controversy. Like, it, it, we live in fucking upside down world. Like, it's so, I just stop and think sometimes, like, how crazy shit is out of control in so many directions. Like, in the last five years, like, even before, like, COVID, just the, the whole Trump era, like, things were just going off the rails. And then now it's just, like, super speed, like, the, 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 the velocity at which we're just, like, going into nonsense land. Dude, I don't know. It's just, I wake up every day and I'm like, it's still happening and it's, it's what makes me really sad is that uh people are like begging for it they love it like these weak fucking cowardly people are they're just begging for it they love it they love telling on their neighbor they love getting on facebook and they love shaming people and like i know people i might have said this before they they haven't seen their their parents in over a year like what like it I, I don't like they love it. They love shaming their friends. If they see their friends out at a bar, like get over yourselves. Like these are the same people that would pass around a bowl with their friends after God knows where their mouth has been. You know, these are the same people that two years ago were like, I'm free. I'd like to live my life how I want as I snort cocaine off a toilet lid. Like, and what happened? These are the same people that used to cl- complain about big pharma and how evil they are and how they're feeding everyone opioids and ruining everyone's lives. And now these people would be the first people dropping trowel saying, swab my ass. I need to make sure I don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's, what's funny is uh, like, they'll take certain events. Remember like last year when they had spring break outdoors in Florida and they showed all the college kids outdoors in the sunlight saying, Oh my God, this is going to be, this is a super spreader event. This is, they love the super spreader narrative. And uh, then I don't think it really led to, to much spread, but then, so that was a super spreader event. And then all the BLM riots or in protests, those were not super spreader events. Um, what's, and then like the Texas Rangers, we talked about last episode, 40,000 people or more outside, no masks. Their stats have been flat. And what's funny is a couple weeks ago, or actually last weekend, I had my uh, jujitsu tournament and it was, I won't say where, but it was a big sports complex. And when you go inside the doors, they check your temperature and then the, like you're on the lower level. And if you go through the doors directly in front of you, that is where the tournament is. But they have other areas like open basketball courts and stuff. And they say, if you're here for the grappling tournament, you have to go up those stairs. So it's like, okay, I can see the mat where I'm going. There's lands, there's the mat spaces. So you go upstairs, right? And then you're kind of at like the spot where the concession stands and one set of bathrooms are. 
And then you go right back downstairs coming out the other end and then right to where you were going anyway for COVID. This was explicitly COVID, you know, safety precautions and you have to wear a mask while you're in there. And then you get to the actual mat space where there's, there's probably a thousand people. I mean, it's, it's a big event. Like it's, you know, somewhat popular growing sport, bigger city. And you go in here and then nobody's wearing a mask. And then when you turn around to leave, it says, if you're leaving this area, the, the mat area where all the mats are, if you're leaving this area, then you must put on your mask. But everybody's, everybody's clustered like sardines with no mask on. But if you leave to go get a hot dog, you have to put your mask on. It is, uh, it's so funny. And it, it's like, if anybody saw that, you could take a picture and send that to some local news channel. And they would say, I mean, it would, nobody does it because it would get jujitsu shut down. It would get tournaments just canceled immediately if they knew what was going on. But luckily they're pretty ignorant about it. And even when the lockdowns were lifting last year, they said, okay, gyms can open, but you have to maintain social distancing and sanitize everything and wear a mask while you're working out. But they like, luckily legislators are just completely ignorant and don't know about martial arts gyms. It's like, you can't spar with somebody in boxing or especially grapple with them and wear a mask. And you definitely can't social distance, but nothing ever got shut down specifically like that because they just don't know what they're talking about. Dude, if you pulled a bulldog choke on someone with a mask on, that'd be so epic. <laughs> you just use the mask to strangle them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably it, neglected. It's, it's, it's probably legit. It'd be another weapon, just like if you're doing gi tournaments, you know, you can use yeah, the exactly. gi to help take people down. It's just... Hey, they're, so, they're gonna, we don't want them to incorporate that because that means that there's universal acceptance and we we don't want it. But Nick, I have to ask you before Mike says what he's going to say, did you pull your mask to the side and just eat a little hot dog as you're going? <laughs> like just keep your mask on, but just sneak a little bite of a hot dog? No, I think the move is that you're supposed to uh, create a slit, like take a razor blade, create a slit <laughs> where, your, where your mouth is at, and then you just yeah. force the hot dog in. And then it you, creates you gotta like be a careful. Deal. You don't want to force the hot dog too far. <laughs> that would be the most, that would be the most literal sense of raw dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I, I didn't, I literally just saw this before we started recording like two minutes. It was a five minute clip, so I couldn't watch it, but Rogan responded to his statements. We talking to Andrew, Tins, you know, I don't know. I started listening and then Nick hopped on, um, so if we want in the back half of this episode, we can we can watch it and I'll cut out. Let's just the, do it now. All right. I mean, I'll I'll pull it up. Um, you I'm still thinking about Nick raw raw dog and that hot dog with a mask. I think on. a corn dog would be better because you could actually like force yeah. it through. And that way, there's well, no open air contact between your breath and the outside world. You have a a uh, approximately one and a quarter inch slit in your mask. You can force the corn dog in directly to your throat. And you are not breathing air anyway. It is the safest food to eat. Uh, dogs, sausages, hot dogs, brats, things of that tubular wiener-like nature are the best to force <laughs> down your hole. Well, and right, the other point, guys, ready? Like when, uh, you know, a corn dog, if you put a little ketchup and mustard, you got a nice lubricant. It's easy to consume. You won't gag too much. Own a business, you're gonna to want to hear this. If you own a business, you need Nick's insurance. Nick's insurance. Type your business. Select your. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you get two? Because my second one is in like. 
two weeks or a oh, week. They okay. sent no, uh, I don't know, man. The whole thing, like Corona for me was weird already. So I was like, I don't know. I'll just do that thing to not have it again. I bought into the system. I'm a sheep. Well, it's not being a sheep. It's, I mean, there's some legitimate science behind this. It's yeah. not, this is like the thing about this whole thing. This uh, people being upset at me. I didn't say I'm not, I'm not an anti-vax person. Right. In fact, I said, I believe they're safe. And I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. I just said, I don't think that if you're a young, healthy person that you need it. Their argument was you need it for other people. So you don't transmit the virus. That makes more sense. So I'm a young. But that's a different argument. I'm a a young, not so healthy person. You're not that young. Okay, Joe. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. You're not. Okay. If you were a hot chick. Then you'd say I was young. I'd be like, you're on the ropes. (laughs) My backed up a little bit. How old are you? 37. Yeah, you're on the ropes, bro. I'm, what do you mean? That's if you so have young? no children. If you had no children and you're a hot yeah. chick, let's be honest. I'm older now. You're on the ropes. Okay, fine. It's not bad. I'm getting older. I'm old as fuck. Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah. I'm 53. I'm old as fuck. I'm I almost know. 20 years older than you. When we celebrated so, your 50 year old ber- 50th birthday, we were in Detroit. Where were we? I forget. And I and it hit me hard that you were 50. Yeah. I was like, oh, my friend is 50. And I was starting to plan your funeral. I was like, I was going through all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what, what are we going to do? But honestly, it doesn't bother me. No, because why? Because you're you're in such a great stride of your I'm life. Because I'm on fucking steroids. Because <laughs> I'm choosing Give up. them to me, bro. No, I'm on uh, testosterone replacement therapy and every vitamin known to man. <clears throat> a giant athletic greens every day. Yeah. I take a fucking pallet of vitamins. What I do feel I need to take? Fantastic. What do I'm I need to take? I'm in the sauna every day. Here's the thing. Like, all these people that are saying... and. In, in many ways, listen, here's the thing. These are not like planned statements. Let's be real clear. Yeah. When I say something stupid, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it. I'm right. just saying it, right? I don't have an off-air and on-air voice. I don't. No. I have me. This, this is, is it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got through the fucking net, and I'm swimming in open water, okay? <laughs> yeah. And that's just how I live. Yeah. I don't, like, if you say you disagree with me, I probably disagree with me, too. I disagree with me all the time. If you said, if someone said, you have, yeah, young, healthy, 21 year old people who eat well and exercise are not at high risk for coronavirus, but you should think about other people, I would say, well, that's a different argument. And yes, that makes yeah. sense. But I would say, aren't those people vaccinated? And shouldn't we vaccinate the vulnerable people? Yeah. And then we'd have a different conversation. Right. The problem is today, everything's all headlines and highlights. And it's all clickbait, which is fine. That's the business. Yeah. And I listen, I have a deep respect for real journalism. I love Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and people that stick their fucking neck out and do real journalism. But there's a lot of people out there that have to make a fucking living. And what's the best way to make a living? Well, here's one way. Take a jackass like me. <laughs> <laughs> go over their podcast. Yeah. Go over this three-hour drunken, ridiculous podcast. Do we drink with Dave? Yeah. No. Dave Smith? I don't know. I don't think so. No. no I don't think we not. drank. Say no. Probably not. But that's unusual. Yeah. A lot of times we're drinking or we're, or we're high. Yeah. You know, and I say stupid shit. I get it. And if you mine that and you make money off of that, more power to you. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Right. But just don't lie. Just don't right, lie. Right. Make get a little clickbaity. We're good. Yeah. That's but okay. But I'm not gonna lie. Let me let me say one other thing. I was going to get the vaccine. 
I was scheduled to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. The UFC had allocated a certain amount of vaccines for all their employees. Right. And so Dana said, do you want to come in and get the vaccine? I said, sure. What day? And he said, we'll, we'll set one aside when you come in for the fights. Come get vaccinated. I said, okay, great. I went in there. I spoke to Dr. Davidson. He said, the way the CDC has the vaccines allocated, we really have to do you at the clinic. So can you come to the hospital? And I said, I can't. I, I don't have time. He said, you'd have to come back on Monday. I said, I'll work this out. And then it got pulled. Right. Like right afterwards, Blood the Johnson clots. Johnson thing got pulled, which now here's the thing. Any medication, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking moron. And I'm a cage fighting commentator who's a dirty stand-up comedian <laughs> who just told you I'm drunk most of the time. <laughs> and I do testosterone and I smoke a lot of weed. But I'm not a respected source of information, even for me. If right. I say things, I'm always going, check on that, Jamie. I don't know if that's true. Right. I, I do that all the time. <laughs> right. But I at least try to be honest about what I'm saying. Or what you feel. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. So he kind of uh, cucked. Gives me all my financials in one place. Oops, we stay focused. So he definitely, he definitely I mean, kind of ambiguous. I mean, he, he, he left it ambiguous, and, and I think it was on purpose. I, he didn't need to walk back nothing, dude. Honestly, what he said well, made perfect sense. I, dude, I know so many like young people that have had the virus, and it wasn't that bad. The media's blowing it out of proportion for no reason. But yeah, do you I guys want to hear a nice little white pill? Sure. Can I comment on that really quick, though? Absolutely. <clears throat> so, what, what bothers me is like, I mean, Joe Rogan did. He did the right thing to cover his ass and, and protect his podcast without without apologizing and without, um, you know, stirring more shit. But he has a real opportunity here to double down, to be a martyr and say, no, I fucking defend what I said. This is bullshit. Like, come on here and debate me. Tell me why if a young, healthy person is unvaccinated, they're endangering a 72 year old that's vaccinated. So either the vaccine doesn't work on the 72 year old or what are you trying to, what are you trying to get everyone vaccinated for? Or this is dangerous to people in their twenties. Like it has to be one or the other. It's either dangerous to everyone equally 21 year olds in good health with no underlying conditions are in danger of dying. If they don't get the vaccine at the same rate as a 72 year old, like you have to like show me how, through so-called follow the science is the grandmother in danger right now if she's vaccinated and you know the three of us are not like the vaccine is not effective then they can't say that so what well, is they it? gotta, they they gotta downplay the effectiveness of the vaccine because they gotta sell the booster shot in six months yeah yeah and, and yeah the other thing is if okay Young person unvaccinated, old person is vaccinated. There shouldn't be any risk. Uh, young person unvaccinated, old person unvaccinated. At this point, that is their choice and they're comfortable with the risk. So why, like, just leave it alone. You you hit your critical mass of people who want it. And that's their own risk they're willing to take. The same, re the same way you can go snowmobiling, you can go surfing, mountain climbing. Like, you could do all these things. Ride a motorcycle, smoke cigarettes. We're completely fine. Yeah, menthols even. <laughs> Raw dog in those menthols, wearing your mask, of course. But why is it that there's all these countless activities that bear risk that we don't stop people from taking, but now not getting a vaccine by choice is where we have to draw the line. 
it's like, again, if you want it, it's yours. Okay. So and the rest of us are not going to do it. Can I go, you can edit this out if you want, but <clears throat> I, I have a theory that there's, there's some big shots, some, some uh, climate change warriors that are really behind this vaccine movement. The same climate change warriors, I will not name their names, but uh, the same people who feel that the world is overpopulated. Now, you have a global pandemic. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying anything along those lines. It's a real, it's a real sickness. It fucks up people that are in bad health. But what's, what do you guys think the best vessel to accidentally reduce the globe's population. How do you do that? Do you have the documents? <laughs> Jamie, pull that shit up. So <laughs> I know where you're what going I'm saying, that. what I'm saying is these vaccine manufacturers have no liability. That was the agreement when they got emergency authorization. They have no liability. They cannot be sued. What if you hear in five years that people that receive the vaccine are now shooting blanks? Yeah, no, that's honestly an, an accidental. Oh shit! Like we didn't realize this new vaccine technology was gonna sterilize people. Like we're sorry, but I. It could be coincidence that these same people pushing vaccines are the same people that have been on record stating that they feel the globe is overpopulated and all these things. Now, like I said, this rest in peace, our YouTube channel that will eventually get picked up. But, uh, I, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a hunch I have. It's not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going tinfoil hat. It could be, maybe they're not this nefarious. Maybe they're not this organized, but like, what if has anyone uh, like, has anyone, pose that question, I guess they probably get pulled from social media if they do, but what's the best vessel to do that? Sterilization. Yeah, well, I've said that forever. Yeah. Well, so, and, and like the eugenics movement has been a thing. Like, look at, dude, they're moving, they're removing Margaret Sanger's or is it Margaret Sanger from Planned Parenthood? Cause they're like, Oh shit. Like she started Planned Parenthood because she was a eugenicist. Like these well, people, there's obvious connections throughout history that these people trying to do this. And now they, they may have I'm not saying they do, but they may have the most effective means to deliver their population control to the masses. Now here's the thing. It's like, okay, obviously what Tyler just said, we're not saying that we have any evidence to support that. We're not saying go be scared and tell people this is, no, real. this is the onion. Right. This is pure parody and satire and comedy, and we are just idiots and know nothing about politics, period. But anyhow, like, yeah, the, the, the point of what you're making is that we don't know jack shit about long-term effects. We can't because we don't have long-term data. So, no. But what we do have is stats showing, like, age demographics and health demographics of how dangerous the disease is. So that's what I'm basing my decisions off of. And that's what I'm making decisions for my family off of. So yeah, I'm like Dave Smith nailed it when he's talking to Rogan. I'm like, I have two year olds as well and kids a couple years older. I'm not going to use them as Guinea pigs because they're in 0% danger. 0% statistic, zero, zero. Yeah. And even if they weren't, it would still be my right and my choice to say, 
it's a 50-50 chance, I'm going to go with it more. I'm going to go this route because I didn't go with my gut feeling. It would still be my right. But when it's zero, this should not even be a conversation. Right. I Honestly, most people under 40 in good health are at zero risk for yeah. anything. You know, I, they keep trying to say there's long-term effects. I've, what am I? I'm eight months out from having it. I go running. I do things with my friends. I, you know, I do everything the same way that I did before. Yeah. My, my sense of taste and smell was nuked. So I had, it's finally back after six months, but um, yeah, no, I mean, like what, what the people are like, we don't know the long-term effects on kids and it's like, okay, what, other virus like that is that causes acute sickness for a few days just wallops you a year later as far as i'm aware i mean i'm no virologist but i don't think that really happens but we vaccines on the other hand do have long-term effects we know that can have them we don't know know, right there's no long-term data this is the long-term data happening as we speak yeah and you know, the other thing is like it took 15 years to develop a chicken pox vaccine. Really? So, yeah. And that, that wasn't mRNA technology. So, you know, I, all I'm saying is I went a little tinfoil hat. There's, there's no substantial evidence to back these claims besides the blood clots. But uh, other than that, make your own decisions, do your research. If you think it's best for you to go this route, then do it. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge anyone. I have friends that have gotten it. I pass no judgment. That's your decision and that's how it should be. When you were uh, uh, talking about the data long-term and everything and how this hasn't been studied, Thomas Massey on Facebook updated his profile picture with the, you know, they have the borders or the templates or whatever. It's him. It's a real sweet it's him and his daughter and there's outside and smiling and his border says i'm in the control group hashtag we are the control <laughs> saying like well, if you're going to measure the effectiveness of the vaccine you have to have a control group so i'm part of that so tyler um it's funny you brought up that concept and that crazy theory and i got to add like a couple extra layers of tinfoil to your hat on this one cuz it's it's uh, i'd even watched i watched the first episode of this series and it was just, it was too opportunistic and um, cringy. So I shut it off like three quarters way through the first episode. But I heard Tim Poole talk about it and he watched the whole thing. There's a new series called Utopia on Amazon Prime. Have you guys seen it? No. No, but I, I mean, I've seen like when I'm scrolling through Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, the, the it came out mid lockdown, uh, like end of last summer. And the the plot to the series is exactly what you just lined out is that they come up with a vaccine and it sterilizes people and it's like you can go way deeper into the whole like cia run in hollywood and the pedophile rings and all that shit um i mean maybe it's, maybe they're just it's opportunistic and they're like hey this is gonna get clickbaity people are gonna watch it or maybe it's them dog whistling what they're actually doing. i don't know i'm not i'm not suggesting they are but i don't trust any of these fucks no and I, I just, it's all too convenient. Like if you have faith in your product, why are you remove, you remove all liability? Why was that a sticking point? And why were, why were the, the people in charge of whatever? I mean, the FDA is useless, but like, why were they okay with that? 
the FDA usually stalls good good medicine for years. Mm -hmm. And, I and feel all, like of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we have to like keep clarifying that we're not suggesting any of these things that we're outlining are even real or we have any one ounce of evidence to support any of it. But it's it, you it's we have to have these discussions because there's crazy right. ass shit happening with fast Ackwards logic that defies all rationality nonstop. Every day I turn on the TV and yeah. half the population is running with it. I don't know if it's half, but a lot of people I see and a lot of people are on social media and a lot of the loudest voices in the room are running with it and acting like we're the ones who don't understand science when we're going off data and they're going off nonsense. Well, and, and for all I know, I could be totally wrong. Maybe getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine will make your Johnson bigger. I don't know. Yeah, my, I'm just, I'm speculating. Yeah. Someone, if, if you, if you got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and your dong grew two inches, don't send me a picture, but let me know. Well, it doubled in size because you have two Johnsons. Like, yeah, you're regular Johnson <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and second Johnson. Yeah, so. it could be or, the, blood, the blood clots went to your dick. Or you got a, or you grew a second one, Johnson. We don't know Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. So, anywho, I'd like to introduce a new segment to the show that we should uh, try to um, implement every single time we do our our roundtable discussions. Um, obviously, this week is our roundtable minus Chad. Uh, but uh, got a prick. I think there's just so much propaganda going on nonstop that we have endless content to pull out the funniest and most cringeworthy ones. And uh, I could not pass up the opportunity to play and comment this one for our listeners. So here's our new segment, Propaganda of the Week. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines, help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, yes? Promise us, please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, don't forget me. My God. So before we lay into it too hard, okay, we're going to give the kid who sang it a break. He, he, he's an autistic 17-year-old. So I, I in no way, shape, or form um, intend to offend him or anyone with autism. Clearly, he's disturbed and afraid and bought into the propaganda of the mainstream media. So it's like I, I give the kid a pass. He's, a, he's not only is he young, but he's also autistic. What really disturbs me is the mainstream media reaction and the, the applauding. A round of applause. I mean, well, this is like that went viral. I mean, it's like got tens of thousands of views, like just on that, that one clip I randomly selected out of like dozens on YouTube. And here's the thing. It's like I just created these motherfuckers a beautiful Fauci parody last episode. OK, it was a little rushed. It was it was a little choppy. The timing wasn't perfect. I put it together in nine minutes. You know, I don't have the best impersonation skills, but. I couldn't even get one fucking five-star review from these cocksucker listeners. Anyhow, this kid makes a 
propaganda song supporting Fauci, and he's an American hero. That's, yeah, I, I feel like they're, so what they did, and they they paraded someone with a with a, a medical condition so that he's immune to criticism. It's a classic play. Hitler used children all the time because no one's going to be like, that That child's a fucking retard. Like, they're not going to say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a classic play. That's propaganda for sure. And it's it's a cult. I it makes it makes me sick that so many people are willing to put themselves out there for that. Like, good lord! Whatever happened to like good old fashioned like graffiti? You know, put someone's cars on blocks. I don't know. Do something cool. Don't do that. Yeah, and I mean, that's the same thing they did with the Greta Thunberg thing. And like, as if that was an organic video they just caught where she's speaking to the she, UN. She was autistic too, right? Yeah, she well, she has something, who knows, but and she's a child. So it's like, but they, they use that as insurance. It's like it's like criticism insurance that you cannot come at them because you're gonna make fun of somebody with a disability or a child. Right. Like that you right. can't. It's like it's untouchable. And it's like, but she's not doing that organically. She has handlers. Like th- this is an op. Like clearly it's propaganda. And for people who don't see that, I don't know, man. It's it's like it's really. It, it, I, it, that's what concerns me the most is the people who cannot see through the bullshit as it's laid on them. Like, how do you watch that and get motivated and want to clap? Like, everyone should just go, "Oh, that's so cringe." Like, mm, why why would his parents let him do this? Like, my right. kid was autistic, and like, come on, just like let him go live his life in peace. Right. Good. Mockery out of him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like if I if I told my parents I wanted to go up there and make a deal like that, they'd be like, "How about you get on the fucking honor roll first? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, why don't you play sports? <laughs> you <Right>. know, <laughs> like, go get a girlfriend, loser." Oh, For the record, my parents never said that, but you get my. <laughs> so, do you want to know the how the world counterbalances itself like this? Do you know how all things are equal in reaction? So I saw a story today. They titled it Mamalitia, which ties right into our Freedom MILFs movement, baby. Pro-gun, anti-vax moms lead a growing national revolution of women. So what it is is a group of anti-vax moms called Mamalitia say they're leading a revolution. The founder is from Stockton. Their website says they're pro-gun and anti-vaccine. In 2019, the group was called the Freedom Angels. See, this is a movement, dude. We, I, I'm giving us this credit. Is, like in a couple of days, we just formed a massive movement, and uh, you know, I, I mean, prove yeah. me wrong. So they're they're trying to arm women with survival skills and encouraging others to join their movement. We train you on natural medicine. We train you on how to navigate the forest. Said Mama Alicia founder Denise Aguilar in a video posted to her probably soon to be removed Facebook page. So they're condemning vaccine mandates and also condemning the COVID-19 vaccine. You'll see them marketing themselves on their website, toting big firearms, but they deny it's an extremist group and say they've never shown violence. We are not violent. We have not, we're not on a watch list yet. We are simply a group of women who are training each other and networking together. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We just got to get a hold of them and rebrand their name because speaking from experience, 
speaking from experience, I mean, we're a podcast that's had a lot of big names in our little tiny world on our podcast. I mean, Ben Armani and Gene Epstein and Jason Stapleton and Pete Quinones. And we, we had some Scott decent Horton. Scott Horton, yeah. He was pretty early on, so I can't really factor him into our, uh, our big listenership. Clint. Clint, we've had some pretty big names, right? Now, the three of us were talking last week, and we named the show Freedom Milfs and the Fauci Slide. That episode got more clicks in the first 24 hours than Vin Armani, Pete Quinn, anyone. Like, just having that name in the title. So I think if we just rebrand these fine ladies to Freedom Milfs, they can get a lot more national attention. Life life imitates art, you know. We're the art, they're the life. True. We're, True. We're get, is any freedom is any freedom milfs or mamalisha or freedom angels, whichever you like to go by, if you're listening, hit us up. Come on the show. We want to talk to freedom milfs. Rebranded. So what if what if like what if the feminist movement? What if the what is it? What are we? What wave are we on? Fourth wave? What if the fifth wave of feminism is a total pro gun? anti-vax like we're done with lockdowns it's time to get back to the status quo what if that what if that's the the next wave of feminism and like all the the blue-haired weirdos are like ah what like i can't believe they're doing this (laughs) like you have women in protest hold up signs that say like let us birth children yeah they're like let us cook dinner bring back the yeah pot roast for everyone (laughs) no 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 i'm speaking from yeah like you know, Joe Rogan had that skit in his uh, one of his biggest stamp specials about how like his favorite three people in the world are women, like his wife and his daughters, and like that's literally where I'm at in my life. Like my wife, I have two daughters, I have a mother, I have a sister, I have nieces. Like these people are the most valuable things in my life, no less or more than the males in my life. They are just people that I love from the bottom of my heart. So it's like, and your it, mom. It, as I said, yeah, of course, Do you see your mom. I'll I'll, I'll say her twice because yeah, she's that great. But um, yeah, that, that whole thing about like men versus women is so fucking stupid. My wife and I are a team and my, my kids, I got daughters and sons. I love them equally. And we do different shit together. Again, my boys, we like, we literally, I just got done taking my snowmobile apart. My, my, my three-year-old came out there. We tore the top end off of a 97 player 600. He's watching. He's he's turning a fake wrench on something that doesn't even have a bolt while I'm taking off the real cylinder head. And it was a blast. He's learning. He thinks I'm a superhero. Then, like, my you know, my daughter, we, we play with dolls. And, you know, we play little games, and she laughs, and I tickle her. And it's – the whole thing is so ridiculous to try to paint men against women. It's like, no, we are a team. And here's the thing. If aliens came to our planet and tried to, like, take over our planet, we would drop the fucking inequality shit really quick and be like, no, it's team human versus these monsters. Like, that's what we would go to really quick. Like, our our horizon would drop and be like, oh, yeah, let's drop all our differences. Like, we're all on the same team. And that's literally how I live my life. Like, skin color, gender, ethnicity, religious beliefs. Like, if you don't want to hurt me, I'm on your side. Like, as long as you're just a good person that doesn't want to control my life and endanger my family and take away my freedom, my wealth, anything that I've worked for, I, I, I you're on my team. Right. Exactly. Is that an unreasonable stance? In 2021, yes. Right. Well, it's 
yeah, like people, you know, obviously you can say what you want about the feminist movement. I'm not going to dive into that. I mean, I do think that the government probably supported it because now they have two taxpayers and a family instead of one. Um, but it is like men and women, the way everything, everything, you know, the way the Lord intended was, yeah, it's complimentary. You know, men are, men are more brash. They're stronger. They're more competitive. Women are more compassionate, nurturing, nurturing, like all these things. Like, and it's not, it's not sex. Well, I guess it is sexist in 2021 to say that, but it's true. Like, you know, you, when you're a kid and you fall down on your bike, like your mom runs up and hugs you and starts taking care of your wounds where your dad's like, why'd you fall down? <laughs> you know, and you, and, you, and, you, you need know both. you need both of those figures in your you, life. You, you do. You do. You absolutely do. And, and it's, it's so pivotal. And like, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had, you know, both my parents in my life and I still do because like I call them both and we talk mm -hmm. about totally different things. And, you know, I get insight from both of them. And that's like how, you know, I form my opinions and they, they each approach me from a different direction. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be complimentary. Even, I, you know, even step, my step parents, same way. Yeah. They both, they both approach the guidance they give me and the care they show in, in different ways. And both ways are just as effective as the other. I am like an incredible mix of my mother and father. Um, when I, when I, when I like get older and examine my personality and how I've kind of grown into adulthood. So my dad's like incredibly mechanically inclined. I mean, he's done everything from like renovating and building houses to uh, frame off restoring four cars for John Cena. I mean, he's, I mean, like builds high end six figure show cars for celebrities and can build a house from scratch and can also just like, he's adaptable to learn any skill, whether it's welding or what, what you name it, like on the fly. So like, I've gotten a lot of that from him. I'm kind of like a well-rounded jack of all trades just from growing up around him. Um, where, and I didn't really even realize that until I get older and now I got, you know, I'm on my fourth house now and I, I start doing my own repairs and stuff. And it, it's like, Oh, that's that one thing I saw him do when he was 12. I somehow stored that. And here it is coming back now that I'm working on it myself. Like, Oh yeah, I saw him sweat a pipe. I remember how to do that. You need map gas and some, and just some solder and, and there he goes and how to do it. So like a lot of that kind of trickled down where I, I, I thought he was like, just kind of some kind of like Elon Musk figure to me when I was a kid, like, how do you know how to do all these trades? Like what, where did you go to school? And it, he didn't. It was all just stuff he learned over the years because he's very intellectually curious and very capable. And then my mom is has no interest in any of that stuff, but she literally doesn't ever not have a smile on her face. She is like the most, the nicest. I can most, confirm that. She's always <laughs> most, smiling. Most optimistic person in the world. I mean, she's like, she will find the glass half full side of any situation, no matter what. I mean, there's things that's happened to her that I don't really want to talk about on this podcast that she's overcome. And it blows my mind that she's always so happy and so positive. So I've really blended into a mix of that. And so is Nick very, very well. Like we've, we're both like kind of providers. I mean, just to put it in perspective. So Nick's wife and my wife are best friends. That's how we met. Like Nick was dating his, uh, his now wife, um, about six months prior to me meeting my wife. And, Nick invited me out to the bar one night and picked up his girlfriend's friend and we got chatting and then we got 
well, pregnant and married really quick. We, we, kinda, <laughs> we passed over Nick real fast. But, um, you know, it's like, you know, both uh, both those girls kind of, you know, she they're, they're best friends. She liked Nick. So then naturally they were friends. And Nick and I are so much alike that it, it just all kind of worked, you know, and now they're sister-in-laws. And, you know, that kind of stuff, it's, it's just kind of uh, – it's it's really I credit my parents like because they gave us the ability to provide and and fend for ourselves, make our own money, never depend on government cheese, and women are attracted to that. You know, it's like when you're a provider and you can work and provide and raise children. Like that, that's those are the kind of things that I was built growing up in a large Christian family, and I don't know why we're trying to abolish that from our society right now. That's what I I, I was gonna say. There's. It, it's crazy to think that like it's almost like a revolutionary act now to like have a family and have some stability. Like everything that you see is glorified the other way. And like, you know, they, they tell young women and I'm not saying pursue a career, kick ass. Like, like my stepmom kicks ass. She, she gets shit done. She kicks mm-hmm. ass at what she does. And that's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, but like, you know, they push it to these young girls, especially now, you know, they push it to them that like, you know, you don't, you don't need men. You don't need this. And maybe you don't. I know, I know some girls that can turn wrench even better than I can, but you know, you see it, you see the, I see it. So like, and you know, maybe it's a little different for you, Mike or, or Nick, But like, you know, as someone that's still in the dating pool, like I see how that message has been received. And I also see girls the same age as I am that are fucking miserable. Like they're, they're miserable and, and they, they cope with it by doubling down because, you know, it's, it's hard to admit that maybe you were sold a lie or maybe you believed something that you didn't in your heart or you know, really feel, but you followed it because you didn't want to be the one that was made fun of by your, you know, your friends. You didn't want to be the one who's like, you know what, maybe my high school sweetheart is for me, but you know, you didn't marry him or whatever because your friends would have made fun of you, you know, and this, it's this glorified culture of, you know, on social media, like you can look at it. Like if you're, if you're on social media, you know, Mike, I know you're not really into that game but like listeners if you're on social media go to the prettiest girl that you know and look at her facebook or instagram page look at her pictures the pictures with the most likes will be the most revealing pictures so now this 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 is a double double sided attack here because one people love the dopamine rush I do. I post dumb shit on Facebook and then I laugh and then I'm like, wow, like all these people thought that was funny. That's cool. So now put yourself in a, in an impressionable woman's shoes. So you, you post a picture of yourself like, yeah, I made, you know, honor society or like bought my first car. Everyone's like, wow, congrats. Like, but it's usually your family. Now you post a picture in yourself in a really skimpy swimsuit. You'll have triple the amount of likes. You'll have triple the comments. You'll have guys messaging you like the world is at your fingertips. So like, I see how it's like seductive, you know, it's the same way, like for guys, like when you're, you go out and you, you know, you go out partying and like, 
you you know that liquid courage hits you talk to girls you get a phone number you're like holy shit that was wild you know and then like you become you go out all the time because it's like that rush so like i see how how easy it is to sell especially when you're young and impressionable but i you know i think that we're starting to see we haven't fully begun to realize it but we're starting to see that realization that like look at our generation like look at millennials and look at how empty they feel yeah for a very so like many of them are empty for a very like anti-capitalist and like anti-traditional gender role generation it is so wild like guess anti like uh gender role kind of works in their favor on this analogy but it's kind of odd how they they want women to go chase money in a career like and if you want to do that then fine like god bless like i i i want i'm all about individuality and freedom of choice like if you want to go be a lawyer go be a lawyer but the the stats do show as jordan peterson points out all the time 90 percent of female lawyers drop out of the profession by age 35. they get tired of working this ridiculously unrewarding job that's only financially rewarding but it's really just what a brutal job just doing law all day and not having children. You come home, you have a shit ton of money. But now what? You have no time to date and find a good guy. You have no children to go spend the best thing in life about. Like, that is literally the most rewarding thing in life. I can speak from experience times four on that. Like, yeah, you, really, I was going to say, you got a wealth of experience. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it, I mean, there's literally nothing more rewarding in life than having kids. I mean, I've, I was told that when I was young and in my early 20s, I was like, ah, eh, you know, like I was very opposed to it, but I'm like, you know, I'm having a lot of fun. Like I'm busting my ass and we're hanging out and doing stuff. I'm free to do whatever I want all the time. And, you know, I had more, more disposable income at the time than I do now. And it was fun, but it got really empty by like 25 after like four years of it. I was kind of like, damn, I got to find a, I got to settle down. Like I started to get that urge, you know, but this whole generation really, we discourage that behavior and like, you know, capitalism is bad. Now go, Make a bunch of money sitting in a cubicle. It's like, uh, uh, okay. I mean, number one, capitalism is the best system we've ever found to pull the most people out of poverty ever. If we were living in true capitalism, which we Right. Not. But even what we're under is still yeah. risen more. The standard of living is crazy high. And yeah, yeah. with the government stranglehold on it, we still have a crazy high standard of living. Just you and I were born in 1990. How much has the world changed? How much have like Chevrolet V8 motors changed since we were born? Like 180 horsepower to like 650 in a Corvette now with yeah. six times the miles per gallon that it used to get or two times. Yeah, whatever. and you plug, it, you plug in a computer and get 50 more horsepower. So like everything this. has gone through the roof as far as technology and standard of living. But at the same time we have be told that it's like it's not working like oh this whole capitalism thing it's like dude you and i are talking and you're in nebraska and i'm in illinois i see you in real time i see your face right now i hear your voice in real time you can see my facial gestures because i don't have a mask on and here do you so i know when you're smiling we're, raw when I talk. It. we're, we're both raw dogging each other right now which is it's a blast <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so crazy that we just take this for granted, like, oh, capitalism isn't working, you know. And they tell all these kids that, and they also tell them, like, you know, you don't you don't want to go be a housewife. And maybe some girls are not meant to do that. But it, you know, and, it's and fine. honestly, I you know, it is it is King Friday, and I I see it in young men too. There yeah. there, it's just a different kind of emptiness. You know, it's 
they're men are just as hard on each other or not each other but themselves as women are you know and like you see it like they feed you poison both mentally and physically and like you know you see all these men like they just resort to to just partying or drugs and they're they're lonely but they don't know how to like comprehend that because like if you you know you're the first one in your friend group to like settle down everyone gives you shit and like I've, I've been guilty of it like i've definitely busted my friend's balls like oh you're all you know you're pussy whipped or you know but like i realized as i got older i was like you know everyone has their own path and like there's this like cultural nihilism that i like to call it where it's just like there's so much apathy towards like anything meaningful because the way the the game is rigged against you is they want you to spend they want you to spend hours on Facebook that they want you to spend hours on Instagram because those algorithms are, you know, they're, they're put there for a reason. And they learn the more things you like, the more things they tailor to what you like. You know, if you start liking girls in bikinis, you're going to see hella girls with bikinis. And like, they just, they keep pushing this, this message. And like men are just as affected by this. If you know, as women are, because like, now they demonize young men like you know they call everything's toxic mas masculinity and yes there is things and behaviors that are toxic but like guys are naturally competitive like we're literally genetically programmed like from the minute you hit puberty all you think about is girls yeah so, like, so some of these behaviors will cross the line yes but like it's the it's the circle of life that you're literally that's at the at the very core foundations of humanity that is the end goal you are drawn to women for one sole purpose procreation yes so the thing is our generation has overdosed on cheap dopamine like everything is about instant gratification whether it be video games fast food porn credit cards, student loans. It's like, hey, don't work for it. Here it is right now. We're going to loan you the money. You can, like, you don't have to go find a girl. You can just find the, the hottest girl of your dreams right now and, and, and watch her get fucked. You know, they have all these things. You can just play a video game and get the artificial feeling of accomplishing something in an hour. But at the end of the day, you just sat here getting fat in a chair and your room smells like ass. Like that's literally, there's so much of that in our generation that we've, we're nothing like our grandfathers, like what they went through, what they had to do to raise a family and make a living, how to learn how to like, uh, like I like my dad, like I was saying, to learn how to repair all your own home repairs, all your auto repairs, do your own roof, swap your own engines. I mean, that kind of stuff. When you do that, you feel great. I mean, I got my snowmobile halfway done just now before we started recording. I, the parts are on the way, so I could only tear it apart. I couldn't put it back together, but it took me like an hour. And I was kind of like, you know, I, I learned a little bit new. This is an engine I've never taken apart. I felt good. I got done. I was like, man, it was uh, like I learned something and, you know, I'm going to put it back together and make some money. So, like, you get this this deferred gratification that feels great because you're, you're actually getting something of value. I'm going to make money. I advanced a skill that I've been building for a long time, and it's deferred gratification. And that is the key to happiness. I, I, I truly believe that. If you can defer gratification, stop living for the moment, live for tomorrow, 
make decisions because your future self is going to have to pay for them, whether they're good or bad. So don't make bad ones. You're going to make bad ones because we're human. Make right. less bad ones than good ones. Like, yeah, I mean. And, you know, like I said, the, the game is is rigged against us. It, it does. It, it promotes cheap thrills, fast spending. You know, time preference is all altered because the way the, the system is set up, you know, we're, we're playing in a rigged game and it's very hard and takes a lot of discipline to really, you know, buckle down save money do you know it's it's hard and even like our parents generation had it even easier to do that mm -hmm. i mean look at how the inflation and all these other economic factors that have come into play like you know you you hear people our parents age like i had a house at 19 and i'm like i couldn't afford shit at 19. i got denied a, a loan when i was 22. so you know it's and when i i guess let me clarify that when i like when I rant about certain things, like I'm not picking out any specific group of people. It's, you know, you're, you're playing in a rigged game and really not everything is your fault, you know, to anyone listening that may be like, why? So, you know, it's, it's definitely the conditions are set against you. Do what you feel is best kind of, and go with that. You know, it's, it, it's tough because we're, the conditions are not ideal to live the ideal life, I guess you say. You know, it's, it's you have right. to really mute out a lot of distractions. For sure, man. So I don't know, man, but I do truly fear for like what my kids are going to have to navigate because I have no idea what the landscape looks like next year, let alone 18 years from now. Like, and and the, the game keeps, keeps getting more rigged. I mean, it's not going to get better. Like, there's no, no way we're, we're going to just, like, put this marriage back together between the right and the left. Like, this is a broken household. Can we please, please just peacefully divorce? Yeah. And I say, like, I, I can't emphasize peacefully enough. Stop burning down cities. Stop trying to rule over everyone. Just realize, hey, we're not meant for each other. You guys go live in Bernie Sanders land. We're going to go live in Ludwig von Mises land. And everyone's going to be so. happy. Like that's all you really got to do. I mean, but it's, it's it, they can't have that. They like Nick said in the last episode, they want submission and obedience. That's what they want. Yeah, in history, history is pretty pretty cyclical in that sense. You know, you see, you see eras of vast amounts of authoritarianism, and they really beat people into submission, and then eventually it goes, it swings the other way because people are like, all right, enough. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the challenges will be to reach that, that peaceful divorce will be tougher this go round because of technology. Technology generally, as much as it makes our lives easier, it makes their lives way easier as well. Like I said, when Fauci merges with Neuralink and he is the NSA and science, it will be, you know, we're, 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 the road will be long traveled and it will be rocky. But ultimately, I, I do feel that that the right direction will, the right outcome will be achieved. Well, I'll tell you what science we do have in, and that's my listener data and my iTunes reviews. And they are not adding up. 54%, 54% of these listeners are not leaving reviews, although they are listening on iTunes every single time. So, guys, seriously, please, leave us a review. Helps us improve the show. 
boost us in the iTunes ratings. So, uh, yeah, you can find Tyler at Schlitz underscore beer uh, on Twitter. Paul's to the walls with a Z on Twitter, right? Yep. Is that a Z on just the, the, the walls part? Yeah, Paul's just on the Twitter handle because Paul's to the walls with an S was taken. Right. So but I'm saying, I, does Paul's have an S? In the yeah, Twitter handle. Yeah, okay, yeah. so just this the walls. Z at the end. Yeah. Okay, so just pulse to the wall with a Z on Twitter, and uh, yeah, Freedom Fest, July twenty first through twenty fourth. So uh, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. <laughs>